Welcome to Educated Messes, a podcast to help you sift through the bullshit around work, well-being, and relationships. We'll ask questions, seek answers, and share experiences to help you navigate the messier parts of life. Because trial and error is a lot easier when we do it for you. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kyla, and today we're going to do things a little bit differently than we normally do. Um, we're going to kind of have a more of like a free-form conversation, kind of on the topic finding joy in uncertain times. Kelsey's dancing over Zoom. <laughs> it's very distracting. <laughs> normally, we're not on video and we do this, and so now I can see just bopping. <laughs> um but yeah we just thought it might be interesting to um just kind of have a chat and it seems like from what we've heard from you guys which is something that's hilarious for me to say um you like when we kind of are a little more vulnerable and and share a bit more personal stuff so I mean if my literal therapy transcripts weren't personal (laughs) enough then I don't know I don't know what else I can give you but um yeah we were just gonna have a little a little chitty chat and we're going to call it Messy Thoughts, <laughs> which oh, Kyla's yes. not sure about. I'm not so sure. Leave in the comments below. <laughs> oh, don't comment on it. Just say it's great. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Why don't you take it away, my dude? <gasps> Me? <laughs> no um, pressure. Yeah. I totally like agree with the feedback we've been getting around wanting these like personal stories and things like that as a way of like relating to the topics, which I think makes complete sense. And so today we just kind of wanted to talk about like where we're at and what's on our minds and like how things have been going for us lately and kind of open up the conversation around like what's been working for us in terms of trying to find joy during these like very weird times. And also going through maybe like stuff that we're bumping into or that like isn't working super well in hopes that people we're all kind of in the same in a similar boat I should say like at least when it comes to the global climate and so I think hopefully we can maybe help each other out we can share some of what's working for us and hopefully we'll get some dms and responses about what's working for everyone else too so that I think that would be helpful There's something I feel like I want to talk about with everyone, but I sometimes feel like everyone's so sick of talking about mm-hmm. it that, like, I don't know. It's like I don't want to make people think about things more than they need mm-hmm. to if they don't want to. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Something that I've been finding so, like, kind of funny, but, like, in a dark-ish way is just, like, all the different ways that people and companies say, like, in these trying times. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's like, oh, in, in these uncertain times, in these trying times, in these scary times. Like, what a interesting, like, email sign-off we've kind of gotten to here. I know, but I almost feel like, as weird as that was for a while, I like, I'm feeling weirder that it's stopping. I'm like, we're still it, in trying times. I don't times. think it's stopping though. <sighs> Maybe we're having different experiences in our inboxes, but I feel like mine is like business as usual. And I'm like, excuse you, I'm I'm in a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I think there's a part of it where I was like, definitely it was extreme. And now I'm almost like, oh, we're just supposed to kind of expect, like we're expected to just you know, continue on, be back at full capacity. And like, that's kind of how I felt lately is like our grace period of like understanding what was going on in the world sort of ended at like the three month mark. And now it's like, 
time to pick up your bootstraps and like create a routine. And I'm like, it's a pandemic. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I think maybe I'm feeling that in some ways, but not in others. Like, I feel like I'm a lot more gentle on myself when it comes to like what's not being. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's it's day by day, but. Like today, for example, I just could not concentrate. Like I just, it wasn't happening for me. I I was like, I know I was overwhelmed just by like, I had like kind of a bunch of projects going at work. I have some like personal projects I'm working on. Like I was going to pottery tonight, um, recording this tonight. And I was just like, one, I'm like really excited to feel and listen to this. I'm excited to feel busy again. And I'm finding myself right back into that kind of like, oh, I'm, I don't feel good and I'm stressed, but it's good. Like it's fine because I'm busy Mm. and it's the exact thing that like, I don't want to bring back into my life. It's like, I don't want to identify as busy. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to get that like weird sick pleasure from like all these things going on at once and feel like I'm like achieving something. So I don't know. It's like, I'm glad that I'm noticing it because that's more than I could have said before. But like, I don't know. I don't really know what to to do. I think thinking about it is the first step. It's like, what do I want to do? Oh my God. That's been like all I've thought about lately. And it's like trying, and I know so many people are in such like a crossroads of like, what does the future look like? And so many people I know like have lost jobs or opportunities or like future plans because of this pandemic. And it's yeah. also, it's not that it's, it's sort of starting to not feel that temporary. It's starting to feel like this is going to be the way it is for a while and it might change certain aspects of life as we know it like forever. And so then to Mm. sort of like understand that and be okay with the fact that that might change the trajectory of what you had in mind for things for me has been so hard because like yeah I had like so many thoughts in my mind about what I might do in five years or 10 years and it's hard to not just go I wonder if any of that will even look the same or be the same or or feel as good as I thought it was going to now that things have sort of changed shape yeah that's that's a really good point. I've been feeling that in a lot of ways. And at the same time, like I've never been someone who plans very far in advance. So I am kind of at this point where I'm like, okay, there were these things that I felt like I wanted to do or maybe felt like I should want to do. And a lot of that was around traveling um, and like moving to different places. And now it's just like not really something that we can think about. I also think it's maybe I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with, but I feel we tend to sort of compare our situation to others. And if ours like isn't as dire as someone else's, maybe I should just speak for myself. I do this. I'll compare what I'm going through to someone else and be so quick to minimize my experience because I recognize my experience in quarantine has been absurdly good relative to a lot of people. And then it's, you kind of have to then grapple with the fact that it's, I'm grateful that it's been so, that I've been lucky throughout it. And also I'm still like a bit, I don't even know what the right word is, just thrown off and 
and distraught by like what's happening around the world and all of these things, reconciling those two for me can be really hard because I'm so quick to be like, oh, you're lucky. You should be grateful. Like look at your experience. It's not that bad, which is all true. And also like I get anxiety sometimes that I think I have COVID and sometimes I look at what's going on in the world and I get so, so sad that Mm -hmm. so much terrible shit is happening. And so trying to reconcile like how much am I allowed to feel that, which I know, I know all of the like responses to that. I know that like I shouldn't minimize it in all of these things. And also it's like a daily practice of me recognizing how privileged I am and how great my experience has been despite it all. And also going like, I'm really struggling with it. Yeah. And it's really hard and it's really sad. And it's hard to just be like, yeah, you're so lucky when sometimes I'm like, this is, I'm feeling not good. Yeah. 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 That's kind of the whole, um, I don't know if we've ever talked about radical acceptance. Um, It's something that my friend Stacy told me about quite a while ago and then I started practicing it, but it's basically, and this will probably need to be fact-checked, but the (laughs) idea that two completely opposite or like seemingly conflicting things can be true. Mm. So like what you were just saying, um, that you feel grateful and like really lucky to be in the position that you're in and at the same time really sad and scared like those can both be true. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really, it's a tricky thing when you don't want to feel something. Um, Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of just like based on the lots of therapy I've been in and, you know, the stuff I've read up on that tension between like, I don't want to feel this thing, Mm -hmm. but you do is where like, that's the root of so much turmoil. And I got to get my mindfulness plug in. (laughs) Honestly, though, meditating changed my damn life. And I like, I totally understand that some people aren't interested or ready to like, dive into that sort of thing. And it kind of can sound very woo woo at times. Um, But yeah, it absolutely changed everything. (laughs) I just want to clear the air between me and mindfulness now that you've opened this door. Oh, I know. I I 100% respect the practice of mindfulness. I've read 10% Happier. I've done Headspace. I do the little breathe thing on my (laughs) Apple Watch. Like I'm there with you. I'm trying. And I also do it in different ways. Like I'm definitely like someone who likes to meditate while I walk or I'm like a huge fan of the class by Taryn Toomey, which has meditation all throughout it while also doing like exercise. And it's very therapeutic. And so I just want to, I want to clear the air. I'm only ever teasing Kyla because it is something I do have a really hard time doing, mostly because I can't sit still. And so (laughs) it's not about whether or not I think it's, valuable. Oh my God. Not at all. Like I'm a hundred percent aligned with its value. And I honestly think maybe even one of our trial and errors should be that I should try and meditate. (gasps) 30 days. 30 days. I was going to say two weeks. (laughs) God damn. It only has to be like 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes? I was thinking two. Okay. We'll start with five. Okay. I, oh my God, I am nervous, but I will 
try to meditate for five minutes a day starting tomorrow Okay. for 30 days, and then I'll report back on what I think okay. about it. Can you do something for me during, oh, no. <laughs> during that time? Can you track your like mood? Sure. I'll I, do it in my I journal. use an app. Oh, this is okay. actually so funny because you, I think, are the one who – months ago now we're, we're like let's do like habit tracking together and I've been going for like hold on I need to see the exact number I went for about two weeks and then I left my habit tracker in Vancouver and moved to the a 93 day streak Ugh. of habit tracking I'm so jealous of that <laughs> level of commitment I am so trash at sticking to things Oh my goodness. But it's been so interesting because I've been able to track and like this app I use is called Dailyo, not sponsored, but should be. I'll email them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You can track like activities and your mood and then kind of over time you get, you can kind of like plot your mood Mm -hmm. against certain things. And oh my God, this is a segue. This is actually something I wanted to talk about, but I've been doing like a gratitude practice, (laughs) which Sometimes all the things I say, I'm like, shut the fuck up, girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like okay, we get it. Like, <laughs> um, but I'm still going to talk about it. Yeah, a gratitude practice, which is basically just you write down three things you're grateful for every day. It's something that when I was a kid, like a young kid, my mom used to do with me before bed every night, which is like so adorable. So but then I stopped and then I kind of started again on my own when I was, I think, like in a university. And then I stopped and then I just started again because I was listening to The Happiness Lab, which is a podcast that Lori Santos, who is the Yale professor of the happiness course. like the- From my Coursera course. Yes, exactly. I think it's called The Science of Happiness. And it's, I think, Yale's most popular course. Anyways, long roundabout way of saying um, she did an episode that touched on how expressing gratitude and like kind of having that not even a formal practice, but making a point of doing it every day. It rewires your brain in the same way that meditating does. And I have been finding like it totally is helping with my mood. Like it's helping me be more present yeah it just definitely seems to be working um especially with like mood stabilizing which is something that I really need to work on I've just I've been finding it really interesting (laughs) I do that sort of not habit tracking but I do track moods and stuff on I have that my flow (laughs) this is about to be TMI (laughs) on that my flow tracker which honestly has been on my mind today because I listened to a podcast today with Pia, I'm going to say her last name wrong, but like Baroncini or something. And she's like the creative director of LPA, which is a like a fashion brand, but she's super cool. I highly recommend you follow her on Instagram, but she has a podcast called Everything is the Best. And today she interviewed Alyssa Alyssa Vitti and Alyssa Vitti wrote a book called Woman Code and then another one called In the Flow. And then she has an app called My Flow or something. It's like a circle. And it's very similar except that it's like on your cycle. And so you're tracking like your moods as they go. And then it does sort of do the same thing, like charts it and tracks like how you're supporting yourself on those days, which I've found really helpful. Like what types of foods you're eating and things like that. And 
just as someone who over the past few years has struggled so, so much with my hormones, mm-hmm. I, like life-changing shit. If you have any issues with like hormonal imbalances or like if you feel like a complete lunatic like right before your cycle or anything like that, like I highly, highly recommend reading these books because it makes you feel like you're losing your mind. And I think it's such an important part of well-being and like mental health to get that shit in order because it can be like changing your brain chemistry in such extreme ways. And you might think that like you're doing all this work and you're not seeing results and like you could just have like a severe hormonal imbalance. So I know that's kind of off topic, but just something I've been thinking no, about lately. such a good point. Yeah. We just lost our entire male following. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think it's something that I wish that more people understood, even women, that it does impact you a lot and it does impact your mental health. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, this is something that runs in, I think, my family as well, is there's something called PMDD, which is like mm-hmm. PMS, but it's basically like on another level. Mm-hmm. And it as like someone who has struggled with just the gamut of mental health stuff, like <laughs> it's so clear now that it's about 10 days before my period. I I know that my brain's not going to be right, but then mm-hmm. I, I at least know why. Yeah. It's less alarming that way. It's less alarming. Like I know because I, okay, I don't think I've said this because we cut it out of our first episode. I found out that I'm bipolar too this past year I think and I think you should specify that you're not saying bipolar also but you're oh. bi- <laughs> there are two types of this bipolar until this year so I just feel like that's valid information I yeah. didn't know anything about it but my triggers seem to be hormonal as well which I think maybe like a lot of women would experience the same thing but I just would feel like a different person for mm-hmm. half the month every month yeah like that's half Not, the whole no time of yeah and yeah knowing that like okay that's probably gonna happen it's not gonna it's not that scary because I know it's gonna end and like that's just the way it be you know okay no but you, now I'm like you need to read this book then if that's because it doesn't need to do. be like that yes I would love to read it I preach her like her entire not theory but like her practice at everyone Mm -hmm. because I don't even follow it that closely I think honestly after listening to that podcast today that might be something I start to do even more because it's just like struck such a chord with me listening to it and just like the frustration that so many women feel because you just can't figure out what the hell is going on and I've had doctors say such messed up shit to me where I'm just like I I can't explain to you how like dehumanizing it is to come to like an authority figure like a doctor and and so many people with like chronic illnesses and and pain and all these things have dealt with this but going to a doctor and just like knowing full well something whack is happening and having them just like try and throw a prescription at you or like try and tell you something that you know isn't the case it's just been like such a journey for me so listening to it today, I was just so reminded at like how important it is that we take an active role in our own healing. And that includes, that includes like your physical, what's going on in your physical body and how you support that. And for me, a huge part of my like, well, well being like comes down to figuring that out and working on it and actively 
focusing on what it means for me to have like different things going on in my brain at different times in the month and and trying to crack down on that in a way that supports me being it like having the best life possible yeah but yeah I just that's been on my mind lately I just feel like this is something that because like all of that resonates with me so much in my own like yeah. physical health journey. I, I also in the past year was diagnosed with something called axial spondylitis, which like one percent of the population like has. Harry Potter spell. It's, it sure does. But the same thing happened to me. It was like I went to doctor after doctor after doctor and every single one was like, I don't know, take some Tylenol and like stretch. And I was like, there's yeah. something wrong with me. Yeah. Like, why is nobody listening? And then like, so whack. I just kept going back and kept getting tested and kept like asking different people and different specialists. And it took three years for me to figure this out. Yeah. And it's only because I didn't stop. Like there was a period of time where I was like driving back to Kelowna every month to go see a doctor because I didn't have one in Vancouver. Yeah. And it was exhausting. It was and like yeah. then I found out and it's like, okay, now like it's a it's a bummer, but at least now I have the resources that I need to live my damn life. The hoops you have to jump through are it's just, oh my God, it's bonkers. Yeah, we'll have to do a whole episode on like how to advocate yourself in one of those situations because I've touched on it a couple times since we started this podcast, usually in passing, but I had like a horrifying experience with a dental surgery earlier this year. And those who know me well have probably seen the photos or visited me in the hospital, but it was a dark time. And I just learned so much in that limited amount of time, how important it is to like ask questions and like truly like stick up for yourself in situations where you need, you need help. And even like one of my best friends is a nurse and she always, when I'm, when I, the like very few times I've ever had to go to the hospital, I'll, I'll text her and like, she'll want to see my charts and things like that. Cause she's a freaking angel, but she'll always be like, when you get your time with the doctor, ask questions, like yeah, ask everything that's on your mind because you'll get a limited amount of time and you should like really maximize it by just like grill them on everything that why am I on this? Why are you prescribing this? Like, what's going on with this? What does this mean? And it was such a valuable piece of advice because I've used it now so many times where typically I might have just been like, oh yeah, I'm feeling okay, like during a check-in or something. And now I'm just like, I have questions and I'm going to ask yeah. them. I'll write them in my notes, in my phone Absolutely. before I meet with someone to be like, so I don't forget. Because I don't know if other people feel this way, but I get like really nervous in like mm -hmm. such a – you're in such a vulnerable position if you're like a patient. And to be in that position, I feel like I can start to lose my footing on like how I'm feeling and, and even just like how stern I want to be about where I'm at. And having something like written down that I can reference to has always just made me feel like a little bit more on top of it. So that's something that I found really useful. But yeah, we've talked about how we need to do an episode on this. So we'll do that soon. Yeah. I think we should too. That's something like even just while we're on this and then we can move on. Um, every single time that I've had some sort of symptom and then I go try and get some answers or like get referred to someone who knows something, I am usually told to keep a journal. So I had to keep mm. like a migraine journal, a pain journal, a mood journal, like 
And then you go to the doctor and you say like, okay, these are my symptoms that I've had for the Mm -hmm. past month or two. And then they'll help you out. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it takes forever. It's so confusing and hard and scary and lonely and Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, just DM me if you need something like, oh my God, it's you've been, you've been through the ringer with it. So definitely you'd have a lot of insight into like how to approach it. We both have. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? I know it's whack. Um, but yeah, I think like for me, it's been so interesting to start to think about like what my well-being looks like during this time because I am like such a big fan of fitness classes. Like I love, I love me a group fitness class (laughs) and I have like my certification and stuff. Like it's always been something that's just been like so, so enjoyable for me. And once all of them shut down, like such a an integral part of my like wellness routine got, I don't want to say taken away, but like changed completely. Yeah. And trying to adapt to that at home, I feel like at first when we went online, I was like, I was like two live streams a day. I was having so much fun on the live streams. <laughs> like I was loving like keeping my movement and keeping my routine. And slowly it's just like my accountability went out the window because if I'm doing a if I'm doing a workout in a class full of people, I'm like the people around me are are my inspiration to keep going because they're going. But yeah. like on a live stream, like if I turn off video like a hundred percent by like minute 30, I'm like stretching. Like I'm just like yeah. I just lose interest too quickly sometimes to keep my motivation. And so it's been really hard for me to like because movement for me has always been such a huge proponent of like keeping my mental health in check. And mm-hmm. it's been tough. Like I've had to do things like I'll FaceTime a friend, like me and Danica have FaceTimed each other a bunch and we'll do a class virtually at the same time while FaceTime each other uh, for the accountability to just be like, we're going to do it at six o'clock. Like you can't cancel. We've made a plan and we're going to do it on video with one another so that like, A, it's fun. You're visiting with someone sort of in like a fun way and like you're doing the, like you're doing the class properly. Yeah. So I have really struggled to like find ways to move and like do things and keep it interesting in a way that like I typically, it used to be such a huge part of my life. Like I loved going to different studios and like trying different classes and not doing that anymore. Like for me, I really have to push myself to go on a solo run. It's something I want to be more, it's something I want to do more so that it becomes more enjoyable. But going to a class for me was so much more than that. It was like social and, and fun. And I liked seeing people and all these things. Plus I was getting a a workout in. So when you strip all of that away, I'm kind of just like, ah, it's just like me doing burpees in my basement it's not as much fun that's such a good point I think that's probably something that a lot of people have experienced is like and and me as well in a different way like how you because exercise is it's such an important part of your mental health and it's something that like I wasn't raised by a super athletic family we're all very much artists and since I've kind of figured out a way to work out that worked for me like I just have noticed just a world of difference and Mm -hmm. my thing was kind of like I like to go to the gym I like to have my headphones in and like Mm -hmm. lift weights and it 
was kind of this routine and I love pump iron just pump some iron get <laughs> shredded make some pre-workout just crush some gnar workout yes though and I just loved the kind of, it was like it was almost like a form of meditation for me because I was like it was quiet I wasn't talking and I loved that so much and yeah. then in the same way I was like I tried to do that at home but the motivation wasn't there because I wasn't in like a dedicated environment and I actually get the thing of like kind of working out because the people around you are is like okay mm-hmm. I would kind of get in like little competitions just like you know in in my head which is yeah <laughs> but, you're challenging the person next to you <laughs> yeah I've had to find completely new ways to to move as well and it started out with running and then I got my arthritis diagnosis and I was like okay great like I was that was something I was enjoying yeah. so then I had to find another thing so it's just been an uphill battle but I feel like just now I've kind of gotten it figured out with just like stationary bike and like the Peloton app yeah. also not sponsored and should be. Oh my God. I would love a Peloton. <laughs> but oh God, I didn't want to like them because the commercial's so ridiculous and they're so expensive, but you know, they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate that? <laughs> I also just think like, oh my God, even after everything I just said about movement and like why I liked going to classes, I also just like leaving my freaking house. Like That's a I big just part of it. like changing my environment more than once a day. Like <laughs> it bums me out that I'll sit down at my laptop to start work for the day and it'll be like four o'clock and I'll be like, I've been sitting in this room this whole time. Yeah. I I don't even know what I want in terms of like, do I want to work in an office again? Will I like that? Whatever. I'm just saying there is a lot of good that comes out of changing up where you are throughout the day, just like to keep your brain stimulated and awake. You know what has been helping me with my my mental well-being? And people who know me well know this about me, but I love to swim so much. (laughs) I love to be in water. Like I, I love the environment, but if it was up to me and it wasn't damaging, I would stand in the shower for like an hour and a half. Like I'm pretty sure I used to do that as a kid and my parents would be like, get out of there. And I literally throughout the day will just go get in the lake and just like wiggle it around in the water. Like I love swimming so much and I don't want to go to a public pool in Vancouver. Not regardless oh, yeah. of COVID like yeah, even agree, a year ago would have been like no thank you yeah but oh my god being in water is like the best thing ever I like am weirdly obsessed with it I kind of have been like really <laughs> wanting to go swimming lately yes. and I don't know if it's just because it's really hot out because I never want to go swimming really really yeah I was never a big swimmer I don't know oh but I'm not good at it. it I think I like to float Oh, I think yes. we've had this conversation where like that's someone was like, that is what swimming is. <laughs> it's like, well, is it's it? so funny. I like I'm not I've taken some swim lessons as like a child, but I'm not a good swimmer, but I can like I'm definitely can swim and I'll swim from my dock to the buoy and back and forth and back and forth. And I can like record it on my Apple watch to see like how far I'm swimming and things like that. And it tracks what type of swimming I'm doing. So it would like track if you were doing like front stroke or whatever. And always mine is like 90% and it'll just say freestyle. And I'm like, <laughs> it just means like doggy paddle, like flailing in the water. I'm like, I love oh that we're calling God. it freestyle because it's really just me like trying not to drown. That's so funny. I love that. 
one thing I've definitely been paying attention to is I have also been doing lots of like journaling and and gratitude style reflection. I mean, every day at work, we reflect on what we're grateful for. So I've been in that practice for like quite some time, but I've been doing it a little bit more intentionally, like on my own as well too. And one thing I was noticing a lot of is, (laughs) I don't know if this is going to sound goofy, but I really pride myself probably too much on being like a positive person. Like I want people to think about me and be like, she's like got lots of energy and she's always super happy. Like that's Mm -hmm. always been sort of like something that I've been a little bit too fixated on, I think, because it's a lot of pressure. Like lots of people, I'm going to have bad days and things like that. But I do feel like I've put this pressure on myself to show up with like a lot of energy and, and be super like, I don't know, exciting at all the time, which during this experience has been so weird because I definitely don't feel that way. And it's also this tricky balance of like, I always like the saying that's like, feel your feelings, but don't live there. And I've struggled with that a lot too, where it's like, sometimes I'm just like, okay, yes, it's really sad. What's going on in the world is sad. And also at a certain point, you need to like pull yourself out of it a bit so that you can enjoy your day and like live your life in a way that feels good for you because it it gets to a point where I'm living in like the vastness of all of this terrible stuff. And it's like, yes, it's important to like not shy away from it and not like ignore it. But I just have found this tendency lately where it's like, okay, and at a certain point you need to shake this off and like do things to find joy and focus on being a positive person in a good way, not in like an obsessive way where it's just like you are someone who like I'm talking about myself in like third person. But it's (laughs) like if you are a positive person or someone who's optimistic, like I think it's important to still try and find that even when it's really difficult to because it's part of who you are. And so I also feel like getting super like dreary and the world is ending is not serving, at least personally, it's definitely not serving me when I do it because it just puts me in the spot where I find it really hard to climb back out of. And so for me, like gratitude has been really helpful for that, but like human connection has also been so important for that. And I don't mean like human connection in whatever way is safe for you and illegal, legal with the rules and all this shit. But like surrounding myself with good, solid humans who don't leave me feeling anything but like my cup is full and and all these things has been so pivotal and just like making me understand that like that's the whole – maybe I'm getting way too preachy, but like to me that's like the point is if, if I can still do that stuff if I can still connect with people and and have these moments of joy with people that I love like that's what I need to to remember that is it still exists no matter how like sketchy this all gets yeah and it's definitely a privilege to be able to be in an experience to like feel those moments and have those moments and also like I also just am so grateful that I'm finding those still because for me I think that's what's been keeping my head above water when it comes to sort of like the doom and gloom of everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I 
kind of have two things to say on that. Another thing I learned from Lori Santos is that feeling loneliness is like tanks your immune system, Mm. which is like a really sick kind of joke because it's a pandemic and you can't see people and then that makes you more sick. So social connection literally is the point. Like that's (laughs) that's how we gonna get through this. But um, I thought that was kind of interesting that relates. And the other thing you were saying is, yeah, kind of getting stuck in the doom and gloom of things, which I've been kind of trying to figure out. And this is something I talked with my therapist about how to just like get back into like my power where I just I feel like a lot was taken. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people feel that to like a lot of different degrees as well. But I just had so much anger about like it took so much away Mm -hmm. but it's like okay sure that's probably true but like being angry isn't going to change it like Mm -hmm. this is the way things are right now for however long that is so how can you find ways to take back things that you love and like do them in ways that satisfy that same root need but maybe they don't look the exact same so Mm -hmm. that's something I've been trying to think about especially when it comes to kind of like personal creative projects like I've been feeling a little like stifled because I want to like I used to go thrifting to get like wardrobe for shoots and I would meet up with cool people that I I didn't even know really well and like make cool shit and it was Mm -hmm. amazing it like fed my soul and I just like I haven't been able to get out of my like well it's not the same yeah kind of funk Mm -hmm. and I just like I don't I don't want to be that way because as awful as this is and it may be temporary it might not be like this is right now it life is happening you know like it's happening and it's gonna happen whether you're like bummed or not so (laughs) whether you're actively participating or not you know what I mean yeah you could wait forever for this to pass and this is kind of dark but it's like what if this is just what it is like for a long time totally are you just gonna not try (laughs) like I don't know no I totally know what you mean for me like I have felt the same way like at what point do you learn to stop thrashing against it and just be like this is the reality and there are parts of it that are super sad and like tough and life is continuing to move. And so to like act like we're, we've somehow been put on pause is not yeah. – I don't think it's the right thing to do. Like I understand that for a couple months it was sort of – there was shock and there's like – everything was just like shit hit the fan. And so at least for myself, I definitely gave myself grace and being like this is – unprecedented. You don't know how to handle this. All of these things. I kind of just like gave myself a grace period. But now I'm, I know there's a balance, but now I am also like, you You need to take responsibility too for getting yourself back on track in a healthy and sustainable way, knowing yeah. full well that like this might be our reality. Even if this is our reality for two years, two years is a long time. So like- it's important to not just be like keep wait because I think how I was feeling is like I'm just waiting for I don't know things to like loosen up and me to go back to work and like all these things and it's like also like days are just passing by and if you don't start to find the joy and sort of like the mundane which I've I've loved so much one of my like absolute favorite people Kelsey who I work with she um talks a lot about joy triggers which I'd never heard about until she told me about them. And joy triggers are like your instant happiness. So like if you asked someone what their joy triggers were, it would be maybe – for me, it might be like 
when I come upstairs in the morning and Digby thumps his tail when he's excited to see me, I like feel mm. instant joy. Like every time it will never get old to me or like, I, I don't know for people, for me, it also might be like jumping in the lake, swimming. <laughs> um, but for people, it might be like, I don't know, that that moment in a good book or like that perfect cup of tea or like the sunrise or whatever it is. But it's like these these miniature moments that bring you joy that if you stopped and paid attention to enough of them, you would just be feeling joy. Like it's so important to think about how you can bring those into your daily life and like how to almost like fixate on these small things that bring you happiness as a way of eventually just crowding out the shittiness. Like in my opinion, Mm -hmm. that's been helping is just like getting off my phone, going for a walk and almost in a cheesy way, getting excited about things like it almost feels inauthentic to like say it all out loud, but just to be like, it's such a beautiful day. Oh, look at the sky or like, (laughs) look at those flowers. Like it sounds stupid, but it's like, it's sort of what we were talking about in our last episode where it's like, if you say something enough times, you are like rewiring your brain. So just Mm -hmm. that repetition of like, oh my God, I love when this happens. It seems super silly, but I think like no, I, we might need to do that. Yeah. It's something that I, I didn't know the name for it, but that yeah, that's exactly, that's tied in with the gratefuls. That is something I've just been trying to like, like I've been really liking the sun, like how it looks in like leaves. Yeah. Tell me your joy triggers. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good. That has been a big one. Is like going for walks and just like mm-hmm. I love looking at plants. Holy yeah. shit! When I see a good like plant, yes. <laughs> I just I love it. When I wake up and I make our bed, Ollie's on it, and if I like pat on the bed, he like slides around. It's adorable. Aww. That's a good one for me. But yeah, it's. I think that totally is it. The point to me right now is social connection and like finding joy in the things that you do have right now totally and you know I think like those two things like if that's all you had it'd be a pretty good life exactly I just it's been such a learning about all these different like grand ideas we have about life and it's like if you strip away all of it it's sort of like the concept of like if you're alone are like are you happy being alone can you stand being alone with yourself type of thing to me that's sort of how it feels it's like We stripped away all of the like fancy shit and like fun, like super exciting things. And it's just like base level now. And it's like, can you stand it? And how can you make it easier to stand it? Like what can you do to enjoy the moments more? I spent the weekend a couple weekends ago with this person who I hadn't met before this weekend. And it was – we were in the – we were social distancing. I always feel like I need a disclaimer now. (laughs) But I was just interacting with this person and – I couldn't believe how positive he was. Like his friends joke that he's like a golden retriever, like everything excites him. Like he's just one of those people. And I was like, we're teasing him, but like we're kind of all envious of him because he thinks that every, like this meal we make camping and this dog he sees on the beach are like, he's reacting to it like I would react to like, seeing Brad Pitt like and what a way to live like I was so envious the whole time thinking 
oh, it's what I like. He seems to be having so much fun. And it's like, again, it's sort of like something we've touched on before too, where it's like, that's a tool at my disposal. I'm I'm in choice of whether or not I choose to approach things like that. And it doesn't mean that you always need to live there and you need to be like that all the time. But I just think for me, I was such a practice of like, okay, I'm envious of this trait and I'm just watching someone practice vibrant gratitude. And that is a tool I could easily deploy at any point. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I feel yeah. like that maybe that's a good point to end on. Um, I really enjoyed this type of episode. Oh. Also, I just felt like I was catching up with you, my buddy. I know. I miss you. We need to talk, like, have long chats that aren't just recorded. <laughs> I know. I feel like now all of our chats, like, have a purpose. and They need to just I go know. back to being us ranting about life. It's true. But I, yeah, I enjoyed this. I hope whoever listens also enjoys <laughs> this. Um, let us know either way. Also, I hope that people, like, share what they think and... I just think it's so valuable, not even like to get kudos and stuff like that. I just mean like, tell us what resonated or what your experience has been with something. If you feel comfortable, I would never like share it past DMs with anyone but Kyla. And so like, if you feel comfortable, I think it helps us feel like we're kind of in this together if we talk about some of this stuff. At least I've so enjoyed when people have reached out to us and been like, I have been really struggling with boundaries too. And like, this has been my experience. I've just been like, ah, this is so cool. You're touching my heart so much by just sharing that you have felt the way I felt and therefore like I'm not alone in that. Totally. That's been like the coolest thing about all this for me. For sure. People send all these amazing stories and yeah yeah, we share them back and forth and it just like it makes this all so much fun to do so keep on sending that stuff Mm -hmm. I love you buddy and love you to all the people out there who've been listening it's been really surreal for us to like do this a few times now like I feel like the first couple felt a bit like what are we doing and then by like the fourth, I was like, we're, oh, this is a thing. We are actually doing, doing this. <laughs> we had yeah. a moment over text the other day where I was like, I'm kind of proud of us, buddy. <laughs> I know. It's so fun. Okay. I guess that's all. Bye. Bye. Okay. Welcome to your uh, fact check, Kyla. Let's go. It's my fact check. <laughs> yeah. It's all just me versus you on these facts. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'll just get right into it. Okay. Um, the first thing I thought was funny is uh, if you know me, you know that I always screw up idioms, like sayings, those little verses. <laughs> and this runs in my family. My mom is terrible at them too. But I'll say something and it will be like really close to the saying, but not quite right. <laughs> and in it, I say, pick up your bootstraps. And the saying, oh, I noticed pull that yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> not pick them up, pull yourself up by them. <laughs> Okay. So I'm so glad we cleared that up. I guarantee I'll do that so many times throughout this where it like you're, you'll be like, it sounds like something I've heard, but it's just like not quite right. Well, it's like, what did I say the first episode? Like diving head first with sharks or something? Oh, yeah. So. Things got dicey then for sure. Um, another thing we talked about was radical acceptance and you asked for a fact check. So here it is. I mean, honestly, the sort of basis of it is that you acknowledge reality. So it's not about like creating like 
these stories where you either accept this or that it's just about like recognizing and acknowledging reality as it sits and so it's about not fighting or judging a situation so um fighting would look like you saying it shouldn't be this way or like it should be more like this or why me (laughs) and that fighting only creates suffering and so essentially the concept is like while pain is inevitable in life your suffering is optional and suffering is what happens when we refuse to accept the pain in our lives so that sort of it's like exactly what you were saying where it's important to acknowledge your own reality and you can also acknowledge other realities at the same time I like that a lot me too about to hit you with some benefits of swimming oh (laughs) which isn't a fact check but I just wanted to share them Listen to this first sentence. Okay. Swimming can act like kind of a meditation. Ooh, she meditates. She meditates. <laughs> a big thing is like being surrounded by tranquil natural beauty. So like swimming outside is like definitely more calming. Also being around the color blue is said to have an extremely calming effect on our psyches. Um oh. swimming also takes our mind off our worries by demanding your focus on the task at hand because each stroke is like something you need to pay attention to as you like typically are keeping yourself afloat. So you don't die. Yes. Um, Also, one thing I thought was really cool is that anxiety and stress often cause um, like shortness of breath or like rapid Mm -hmm. breathing. And when you're swimming, you have to regulate your breathing. So just the practice of like doing proper breaths while you swim lowers blood pressure, releases tension, helps release pent-up energy and also makes it easier to sleep at night so that's my plug for swimming I'm gonna come for swimming the way you talk about uh, (laughs) mindfulness yeah see I'm not a big swimmer so maybe that's maybe that's what you have to get me in 30 days of swimming 30 days every day you have to go in the lake (laughs) and then we talked about joy triggers which um I think the first time the concept was ever talked about was when Arianne Huffington who I think like created the Huffington Post Um, was giving some sort of talk and talked about how um, she uses these joy triggers as a simple way to feel instantly happier. And so uh, how she describes it is, or the quote, I guess, that she shared was, it's not enough to be productive. It's not enough to be successful. I need my joy triggers. Joy triggers are not rational. Bring them into your daily life because I really believe that it's all a part of how we can bring balance into our life, getting joy from simple but beautiful things. And so they talk about defining your joy triggers and doing it either retroactively or in the moment. So retroactively would be like you sitting down and remembering all the times you felt happy or comfortable, relaxed, joyful, excited, all those things, and then writing them down. And it's an interesting exercise because research shows that we tend to not remember ordinary mundane experiences very well. And so the small things we mentioned earlier can get forgotten super easily. And that's why the second approach can be more effective where you are aware of it in the moment. So, and write, writing them down as you go. So like putting a note in your phone called joy triggers and adding to it every time you feel good. So ideally your joy triggers are super simple activities that you could repeat at any time in order to quickly improve your mood. And so that way, anytime you're feeling stressed or anxious or like need a shot of joy, you can just hop into your notes, read one, and then figure out if there's one you could do right in that moment and just have this simple activity where you're super present and mindful and just like a shot of joy in the middle of your day. So 
yeah. I just wanted to share that yeah. because it kind of gives more context to what those are. Yeah, I like that a lot. It kind of sounds like um, like the noting of things in the moment. That's very like a very mindful practice. So totally. The other thing that we chat about in this episode is Kyla makes a comment about gratitude and about how gratitude has the ability to rewire our brains. And so I have some some actual facts on okay, what, some what, actual facts. some context. Um, okay. So at the neurochemical level, feelings of gratitude are associated with an increase in the neural modulation of the prefrontal cortex. I almost got through it without messing it up. You got it. And your prefrontal cortex is the area of your brain that's responsible for negative emotions like guilt, shame, violence. I feel like we could probably probably could have done without that, no? But okay. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) As a result, people who keep a gratitude journal or use verbal expressions consistently are more empathetic and positive minded. And so there was a study done by the Mindfulness Awareness Research Center, and it found that gratitude does change the neural structures in the brain and makes us feel happier and more content. Feeling grateful and appreciating others when they do something good for us triggers the good hormones and regulates effective functioning of the immune system. And so by activating the reward center of your brain, gratitude exchange alters the way we see the world and ourselves. Okay. It's a hot COVID tip too. Boost your immune system. Yeah. There you go. Anything we can do. You heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently at a neurochemical level, gratitude also just acts as a catalyst for neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine. I hope I said that right. You sure did. (laughs) And those manage our emotions, anxiety, and immediate stress responses. So Oh it's, man, we could all use some more of those things. Yeah, those ones. <laughs> Please, sign me up. I need some more. <laughs> so Kyle was totally right. And so I think also just in a more general sense, the benefits of gratitude are like improved physical and emotional and social well-being. People experience greater optimism and happiness. It also improves your feelings of connection during times of crises. Hmm. It's increased self-esteem, heightened energy levels, strengthened immune system, improved emotional and academic intelligence. Really, I just, I think we've pretty much convinced folks that you should do this. (laughs) The whole key to life is just a little gratitude journal. (laughs) An attitude for gratitude. Oh. Um, And that's essentially like our facts in this episode. It was pretty, it was a quickie and we were mostly just chatting about what's up with us. And so for this one, we'll definitely put in some show notes because we did reference some like different tools we're using. Kyle, I talked about a habit tracker and I talked about a book I was reading and a, an app I was using as well. So we can definitely share those as well. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Wow, we really went for it. <laughs> we did. And I think it it definitely was a messy thought. It was all over the place. But it, I honestly, this is kind of silly, but I couldn't believe how much better I felt after having that conversation. Like I genuinely we finished recording and I was in a better mood. I think just from like chatting about all the stuff yeah. that was kind of sitting in my mind that I hadn't maybe had a chance to really like voice to someone. So that was a pretty cool yeah. experience for me to recognize that afterwards and just be like, wow, that made me feel a lot better. Yeah, totally. Oh, free therapy. I know. Okay. Well, grateful for you. Oh my God. Cute. Gratitude. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for you too, buddy. Cute. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.